with a record of 29 wins, no losses. He has 22 wins coming by way of knockout. The reigning, defending, undefeated, Oh, hello and welcome to the Punch Podcast. My name is Jabin and we like to give you the boxing news domestically and internationally as it happens on this podcast. We like to keep you up to date because your time's important and you just need to get it. That's how we're going to roll. There was a big announcement yesterday. There's a fight happening June 29 at Brisbane at Convention Centre. The No Limit Boys are back with a stacked card once again. Liam Wilson, Mateus Ruida, super featherweight. We're excited. And who else better to chat to about this than the face of main event, the voice of main event. You've heard him on Fox Sports, KO, commentating the entire sport. So we'll get it from the horse's mouth. Ben Damon, hello. Hey, Javen. Uh, absolute pleasure to be here on the Punch Podcast, mate. Uh, congratulations on starting the show. Hopefully it's going well for you. And uh, yeah, pleasure to be a guest. It's a pleasure to have you on because you've definitely got your feet on the ground in this uh, sport. And it's great to see what you guys have been doing and giving it the exposure. And I look, it seems to be growing quite rapidly, hence the crowd's that we're getting to some of your fights. Yeah, it's um, really turned a corner, Australian boxing. We went through a little bit of a lull, but then we have to be very thankful for what Jeff Horn did against Manny Pacquiao on that fateful day at Suncorp Stadium in front of 50-plus thousand people. Uh, he really breathed new life into the sport domestically in this country and um, what we've been trying to do ever since uh, in uh, collaboration with great promoters like uh, DNL Events and No Limit, who are putting on this show we're talking about today. We've really been able to do that. The sport is in a really strong spot. We've got a lot of fighters who are in the world rankings, have world titles, are fighting for world titles soon, and plenty who are on the up and up and some real stars in the making. So it's a fantastically exciting time of the sport of boxing in Australia. Yeah, we've obviously got the big one coming up, the super fight with Devin Haney and George Cambosis Jr. in Melbourne in a few weeks. There's plenty floating around. So I saw the Justice Hooney, Joseph Goodall, that's that's announced as well. So the fight in question, uh, Liam Wilson, Mateus Ruiz, this is going to be a good one and and I thought when I saw the stats on it, I'm like, this is risky for Liam Wilson. Would you agree? It certainly is, yeah. So it's um, the world number five. Uh, Liam Wilson will end up once Jamel Herring goes out of the world rankings. And the world number eight is where Mateus Rueda will end up when um, Herring goes out of those ratings for the super featherweight division in the WBO. So it's a, a high-stakes fight. These two could go into the top three in the world and could essentially be in a position to fight for a world title in the next fight. Shakur Stevenson is a, a bad dude. He's got the world title just at the moment there above those guys but this fight puts anyone very well placed to fight him or potentially to fight for a vacant title at some point if he goes up in weight. Raider is a knockout machine. Um, he's had 37 wins and uh, he's stopped 32 opponents. He's uh, only lost one fight so far and it was for a world title against the outstanding Oscar Valdez. So for Liam Wilson who we know has um, what I call the left hook from hell in Australian boxing, he's someone who's had just the one loss against Joe Noyne a couple of fights ago, but last time out, he uh, really entered Australian boxing folklore by not only getting stopped in that fight, but coming back into the rematch, giving away three and a half kilograms and then stopping his opponent, who was world-ranked at the time. It was something very, very special. So, Liam Wilson goes into a fight like this. Yeah, there's plenty of risk, but gee, there's some reward because he's someone who's really on the up. He's very keen for big, uh, noteworthy fights like this, and this one really places him well in global boxing to make a name for himself. He's headlining a card too. For the very first time, he's uh, been co-mained uh, so many of the big names in Australian boxing, including Jeff Horn. He's been on uh, Tim Zoo undercards as well. He's, he's fought on some of the major fight nights of 
all of these guys, but now he's the main event. You'll see it on uh, Fox Sports and KO. It's not a pay-per-view, but it's a very, very good fight night and can't wait to see Liam Wilson in action against the world-ranked fighter. Yeah, one thing I noticed as well with this is, is this where the risk comes into it because if he, fingers crossed, but if he was to lose this fight, that's two losses out of your last three, which isn't going to put you in much, I guess, steed moving forward. But the WBO seem to have a thing for Australian fighters, and if he does win, you could almost see them looking to progress his career with him like they've done with uh, Tim Zhu, obviously the mandatory there. That one seems to look after the Aussies. Yeah, the WBO has been a route that um, plenty of Australian fighters have gone down. We've mentioned Jeff Horn a couple of times. He obviously went that route when he got his fight against Manny Pacquiao. We're very blessed to have a really good operator with the WBO in this part of the world. And Danny Lee, uh, he uh, gets over there and flies the flag for the Australian fighters with the uh, big bosses at the WBO. And he's doing so again with Wilson, who's very well placed. Um, he was uh, he was a big part of getting Joe Noyne out to the country. It didn't go well the first time around because he stopped Liam Wilson, but the second yeah. time he came back and, and Wilson turned it around emphatically. Um, there's plenty of other fighters who are, who are well-placed with the WBO as well. The other one's the IBF. Uh, Liam Wilson ranked with the IBF, and Ben Kilty is um, the guy who does the work uh, for the Australians in terms of the IBF, and um, he's done a great job as well. There's plenty of them who are well-placed, including, of course, Jaya Pattaya, who'll fight for the Cruiser weight world title against Marius Bratis um, in a big mm. fight on main event on July the 2nd that'll take place on the Gold Coast. So, uh, yeah, we're very well placed um, in rankings across the board, the Aussies, but, um, yeah, it certainly doesn't help. We've got so much really, really strong talent, and if Liam Wilson can win this fight, no reason he can't go top three in the world. But, yeah, you're right. If he loses this fight, it's a couple of losses uh, out of his last three fights, which is certainly not a good look. But the only good thing out of that is their world-ranked opponent, Joe Noyne. Uh, he was right at the top of the tree when he beat and then when he was beaten by Liam Wilson. Matthias Reyes, as we've been talking about, he's only lost one fight and it was at the very, very top level. So uh, no shame in losing these sorts of fights, but they're big risk and huge reward. If you win them, uh, then you suddenly make a name for yourself globally, and that's what Liam Wilson's trying to do. Yeah, and he seems focused. He seems ready. It looks to me like his team's really taking those big steps and he's not just going to have a little domestic fight that's just for the sake of having a fight. It seems like it. they've put the foot down and said, we need to start making some noise and getting ourselves ready and poised for those world title shots. He seemed pretty pretty relaxed, pretty confident, and uh, had plenty to say. Have a listen. It's a tough fight. I think me and my team have identified that I need to take these hard fights to be able to perform. I need my instincts to kick in. I need to feel threatened. I need to feel fear. And um, that'll make me perform to the best of my abilities. And this guy has that. He has the X factor. He's a big puncher. And um, I'm excited to see what he has to offer. And I'm excited to show him what this Australian can bring as well. He's very relaxed, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he's, a, he's a lovely fellow, Liam Wilson. Um, he's a, a really good guy who's um, sort of thrown himself in the deep end from the very start of his boxing career. He was winning Australian titles and youth world titles very early on. Uh, then, of course, uh, plenty thought that it was too early when he went in against Joe Noyne. I guess ultimately they were proved correct. But the fact that he came back and won the rematch so emphatically um, shows that maybe it was an off night and maybe he learnt and, and developed a fair bit in between those two fights. He said to me yesterday um, that he had Joe Noyne uh, on his mind. He was just uh, stuck in his head and ruining his life essentially between those two fights and he just had to win that fight to get rid of him and move on with his life so uh, he managed to do that now he's going to put uh, Matthias Ruedis inside his head and uh, eventually going to try and 
knock him out and make a huge statement globally. So, yeah, he's a, a lovely young fellow, but he's a very bad man when he gets in the ring and he's got that magnificent left hook that produced the knockout of the year in Australian boxing a couple of years ago against Hayes' Quadro, stopped Joe Noyne, and uh, now uh, against someone like Ruedas, who ate a lot of left hooks against Oscar Valdez, potentially he goes looking for that again. It's uh, a really exciting fight. And, um, can't wait to commentate all the action on the 29th of June. And um, they do put on a great show, the No Limit Boys. And it's a busy period, too, in boxing in that part of the world because on the 15th of June, we've got that fight between Joe Goodall and Justice Hooney, an outstanding heavyweight showdown. Then this fight, and then later on that week, it is that Jaya Pattaya world title fight against the champion Myra Bratis. So a really stacked period in Queensland boxing where the sport really is thriving. And it's a very exciting place for the sport at the moment and it's a great time for viewers of Fox Sports and Main Event. And we know that Brisbane get a little loose too just like Newcastle who have uh, done a lot of shows with uh, No Limit Boxing so I guess you're always going to be in for for a great night at one of those places. Yeah, no doubt. There'll be a huge crowd there. Um, There's plenty of Queenslanders on this card and also Justin Hodges is back um, mm. best known as a footy player but he's having another go he's a lovely fella Justin Hodges too and he just wants to to get in there and um, have another crack and see if he can try and win through to an eventual fight against Paul Gallen which is really what he would like um, so there'll be a fair few along to see him as well and in the co-main event Paulo Acuso uh, who was part of that press conference yesterday he'll be fighting his second professional fight against Robert Berridge a former world title challenger who fought against Dimitri Bivol just uh, a few fights ago. Uh, he's having his 40th professional fight, Robert <laughs> Berridge. Paulo Acuso having his second. So it looks like a mismatch on paper, but um, that just shows the confidence that Acuso and his team has. You mean the confidence to get up there on a podium in front of Australia and say something like this? My plan is to be the fastest Australian uh, world champion all time. You know, I mean, uh, Jeff Fennick got it in seven. I want to get in six. If I got to get that, then I'll get through all these guys. Your reply, huge statement. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. He's not mucking around, is he? He's not saying, oh, look, we're going to tap around, see how we go, try and develop. But I like that stuff. I was talking to Paulo beforehand because he expressed that the um, the talking part of the game, which is so very, very important, uh, doesn't come naturally to him. But I said, I beg to differ. You, you, every time we talk to you, you come out with these big statements. It might not feel natural to you, but everyone else thinks that um, you're taking it in your stride and, and you're loving talking it up. So just keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, he had extra confidence yesterday. He said a few extra things and uh, he's putting some pressure on himself, but you get the impression he just doesn't care. Well, he was very, very good on the gas side undercard, I thought. I thought he was amazing. Like I thought, wow, yeah, for, a, for a first for fight. For a fight on debut, yeah. yeah, against someone like Michael Van Nimwegen, who's a, a very tough guy who's been around a long time. He showed just so much poise and ability. That left hand that he threw um, just caught um, encounter Nimwegen and, um, and put him down in that fight before stopping him uh, in the fifth round. It was, um, yeah, the poise and the presence of someone who has had a lot more than just uh, the first fight. Uh, he looked like the one at the Olympics, really, even with Harry Yarsad winning the medal, who was best going to transition to the pros in his, uh, in his Olympic fight. You thought, this is a pro uh, who's fighting as an amateur at the moment. So he uh, has made the transition very, very quickly, and um, he is going to be something very special if he can do uh, anything like what he's talking about. And, gee, we've had... Uh, some great results out of that Olympic Games because Harry Garside, he is just a born superstar. He won a medal, of course, and uh, he's going so well as a professional boxer and he's one of the best blokes you'll ever meet as well. And Sky Nicholson, who's doing great things internationally, having fought in the UK and the US as well. And I see she's got another fight uh, coming up.
up uh, in a couple of weeks also. So, um, yeah, it's a, a really exciting time for, for all of those young boxers and that's not to mention the likes of Nikita Zhu and, uh, of course, the man who we're talking about here in Liam Wilson, who's only pretty early in his professional career, but he's just poised, waiting for, for something massive if he can get over this Argentine opponent next up. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there would be maybe a uh, Brock Jarvis fight, if Jeff Fenix mentioned that, do you think, to you? Oh, they're floating around, or Paul Fleming, but then he just went bang, straight up to, to, to really turn the heat up, which is great, and that's what we love to see. Yeah, well, we'd love to see a, a fight between uh, Wilson and, and, and particularly Paul Fleming. Um, yeah, there has been discussion about that fight. It couldn't quite be made this time around. There's no reason it couldn't in the future. That would be a brilliant fight. Brock Jarvis, uh, he's obviously affiliated with um, with Jeff Fennick, mm. but he's also got a contract with Matchroom in the US uh, yeah. and UK just at the moment. So in all likelihood, his next fight will be back over there uh, internationally. But uh, yeah, he's he's a, an outstanding young boxer and he's got uh, the legendary Jeff Fennick behind him as well. So he's very well placed uh, in whatever part of the world he decides to fight in to do some really special things. Well, we know the place to get it, Fox Sports. It's KO main event. It is the home of boxing here in Australia and uh, Melbourne is going to be a light in a few weeks time for George Cambosis and Devin Haney. Will you be there? Yeah, we've got that one. We've got a very busy period coming up. Of, of course, as we've mentioned, we've got um, that show. We've got Justice Sooney, Joe Goodall. We've got this show with Liam Wilson, Matthias Rueda. And um, yeah, then we've got the world title fight between Myris Bradis and Jaya Pattaya. So it's a, a really busy period, but uh, a fantastic period in Australian boxing. And there's plenty of good international action all through that as well. So yeah, really pumped. Hopefully Myris Bradis finds Cavill Avenue before the fight and just starts to have a few loose nights <laughs> and just comes in half half. Well, he gives the impression he, he wouldn't mind it, mate. Yeah. He's pretty loose. Um, we've seen him singing yeah. songs to Jake Paul. We've yeah. seen him dressed up as Super Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty loose unit, so we may have to invite him uh, yeah. down the strip and yeah. see if he enjoys himself uh, just to give Jai that little bit of an advantage because what a victory that would be if oh. Tire could win the IBF Cruiserweight World title. Uh, a really tough division against some big, scary, bad dudes and none better than Bradis who has had such a magnificent career so far and the fact that he's willing to come down to Australia and defend his title against a young undefeated fighter like Opatai shows that he is filled with confidence. He thinks he comes down here and does it easy. Let's hope that Opatai can prove him, well, at least partly wrong. Just while you're here, it's not just Foxtel KO a main event to catch Ben Damon. You've also got the main event boxing podcast, which I've been enjoying. I caught the one uh, recently with Michael Buffer. So that was good. Yes, yeah. Michael Buffer, yeah, <laughs> a lovely fellow. I've had the great pleasure of working with uh, many times. And, uh, yeah, when he heard that the uh, the fight uh, between Cambosis and Haney was going to be in Australia, he texted me and said, do you think they'd like to have me come down? And, yeah, um, yeah ultimately they certainly did. So it'll be good to have him in the country again. He's a he's a great fella and um, what a phenomenal uh, voice he has, which has become so synonymous uh, with the sport. And he made the opener of the Punch podcast. So, I mean, there's a career highlight for him as well. Yeah, you might owe him some money on that. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell him. Well, enjoy the next few months. It's pretty jam-packed. Yeah, it's a a great period. We're very excited about uh, everything that's coming up. And the back end of the year is going to be massive as well because we just wait and see what happens with Tim Zhu, waiting for a decision from Jamel Charlo as to whether he's willing to risk all of his belts uh, against Zhu in what would be, uh, well, probably the biggest fight in Australian boxing uh, for some time if that could happen. Uh, Tim Zhu's become uh, the star of the sport in this country. So if he can uh, get over there into the US and, and beat 
HML Charlo for all of the belts at super welterweight, that would be something quite a story. Do you think he will? Because I feel like Charlo's going to step up to 160. That's what I think. And then they'll be vacated and then Tim will fight for a vacant belt. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he steps straight up. I think he will eventually, but I wouldn't mm. think that you would win all of the belts in the division and vacate them all immediately. There's a lot of money to be made as a unified, oh, undisputed yeah, champion. I would have thought he'll hang on to as many as he can, as long as he can. The thing that he might do is say to the WBO, who are putting the pressure on, no, I don't want to fight Tim Zhu. Uh, you can have your WBO belt. Tim Zhu can fight uh, for the vacant title, either against Tony Harrison or Liam Smith, in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. And I'll defend the rest of them against Bakram Mertesaylev or, or, or one of the others. But... You'd think he wants to hang on to them all, and if he does, he's got to fight against Tim Zhu. That's the expectation that I would have, just because he has become the first ever super welterweight, undisputed world champion. You just give that up straight away, especially to go up to a division where your brother is one of the reigning world champions. It seems a big step and an odd one to me. So, yeah, I think Tim Zhu is well-placed to get this fight. Um, Alternatively, he fights for a vacant belt. So either way, uh, Tim Zhu will fight for a world title, uh, all being equal in his very next fight, and that's an exciting thing to happen. Yep, and don't forget, you can catch all the action for Liam Wilson versus Mateus Ruida. That's going to be on KO, Fox Sports, and obviously the big ones on main event as well right across the year. We're excited for it. If you did want to get along, if you're listening to this in Brisbane, you can get your tickets at No Limit Boxing and Ticker Tech. All right, so jump online, grab those. And Ben Damon, thanks for chatting to the Punch Podcast. I really, really, really appreciate your time. It's been great. Okay, thanks so much, mate. Uh, Good luck with the show. Cheers. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode on the Punch Podcast. How great to have Ben Damon on chatting to us. He's a wealth of knowledge. He really, really loves the sport of boxing, and you can tell because they've done amazing things over at Fox Sports uh, to get the fights where they are and crowds in and just build the sport as a whole. So we really do appreciate his time. That is the Punch for today. Subscribe, and I'll catch you next time.